Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and I am with Charlie Anderson of DreamWorks Roofing. How are you doing, Charlie? I'm doing good, Tim. How are you, man? I'm doing very well. We're talking about how to get more referrals with social media. I see what Charlie's doing over there, and it's working, and it's it's got a very warm, friendly vibe to it. So, Charlie, can you give a little bit of backstory of like where your company is and it's it's a journey um how long have you guys been doing this and um yeah i'll, I'll split other questions out later sure so we're dreamworks roofing we've been in business we are on our seventh year now um we're, we're a smaller company right we're we're, we're operating right in that four million dollar range uh we're hoping to hit a little higher this year but we're that's that's right about where we should be landing for this year um but yeah, I mean, we're operating out of central PA. We're in a, we're in a small little market, nothing major, no major uh, metropolitan area here. Um, where we very much have that small town vibe around us and around our company and really around our whole, around our whole town here. So we really try to play into that a lot with everything that we do um, from a marketing standpoint, the way that we, you know, project ourselves and the way we carry ourselves as a company. So I'll just say what I see and you can give me a little bit more behind the scenes, but I see you guys sharing other businesses like the guy who washes trash cans for instance yes and um a bread company like i see these posts randomly and they have a lot more likes and interactions and comments than most roofing roofing companies like social media posts so i just always kind of go if he, if you see it in the feed like and i don't have anything to do with your guys's business so you guys are also sharing those posts onto your personal social media mm -hmm. so it's it's just it's a good sign when i'm seeing it and i don't like you know like basically right. to get that much visibility is hard to do yes yeah and what I have mean, you been doing behind the scenes that maybe i haven't been seeing how much how often do you do this like what I, is so the I idea I, I try to keep this as part of my, my, my weekly content calendar. So every single day I want to put out a certain piece of content or like I have seven pieces of content I want to put out every single week and no matter what order they go in. But I try to do every Saturday for a small business, right? Because small business Saturday, it's the, what, what's that? That's the day after Black Friday where everybody, everybody cares about small business on this certain day of the year. Why not care about small business every single day? every single mm -hmm. week. I mean, small business employees, I just looked this stat up, but I'm pretty sure I, it's over 50% of the working, of the working people of, of the United States are employed by small business. Mm -hmm. So immediately yeah. right there, more than half of the country of all the workforce can identify with what you're talking about. Yeah. And, um, you know, your, your work and your small business is such a huge part of your life, right. As far as me, yeah. even you, I mean, it's pretty much what identifies us. So yeah. Boom, right, right there, you're, you're tugging at people's heartstrings and, you know, small business is all the rage now. It's all over Shark Tank. It's all over social media. I mean, everybody wants to start a business, uh, side hustle, that kind of thing. The gig, the gig economy, you know, being your own boss is the cool thing. So it's right there. It's a lot of things that are keywords that are going to light up with people right away. Um, mm -hmm. But what we're doing is, man, I'm just, I see social media as like this window, this window into, into a business, right? Not so much it's there also to, you know, kind of promote yourself and say, Hey, here's what we do. Here's how we do it. You know, all the, the traditional ways, but I also see it as like a consumer is just gets an, a, the ability to look inside of you and look inside of your company and see what your, what your values are. And our value is community. I mean, it's one of our, it's one, it's my, one of my personal core values is community. So if I can put that out to, to the internet and let people, 
see who we truly are, right? And just even by by connecting with other business owners, man, it's it's uh, it's it's such an underserved like they don't get the, the chance to tell their story. So anytime you guys can piggyback off traffic with each other to help each other out, and it's completely free. No one's gonna say no to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that may have been a long-winded way of of answering your question. No, yeah. How how so you're doing it every Saturday? Every Saturday, and you're kind of giving a little bit of the story of the the business as well as you're, yeah. you're kind of giving a little excerpt of their story. Yeah, yeah. How I have you to... seen those companies like respond to it that you're featuring? They like that's it's kind of unusual. I've never had a single person say no. Yeah. <laughs> I've I've walked into random places and uh, like because I, I try to I try to to get like a selfie with the owner if I can. Yeah. So that way, again, you you putting a face to it makes it a bit more approachable and it's not just like a, like an advertisement. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I haven't had, I haven't had a single person say, say no yet, especially whenever I. Are they pretty to- like stoked about it? Like, I feel like I would be like, if somebody walked into our business and said they wanted to do that, I would be like, that's nice thing. Appreciate that. And like, yeah. especially if they tagged me and then yeah. I saw all these likes and like shares and stuff like that, I would be like, thank you. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, no, like like I said, not a single person has complained about it yet. I've only gotten calls and thank yous and 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 texts and emails thanking me for just simply going out of my way to do something free for somebody and something that mm. ultimately benefits us both. Absolutely. You know, how have you seen like have you seen any like referrals come from these posts from these businesses? Do these businesses ever refer you business? Absolutely. Um, yeah. After you do this? Yeah, absolutely. I know. I mean. A lot of the people that I've worked with are like close friends of mine that also just happen to be business owners. And it, and it, it has gotten me more to the top of their head. Like, the, I'm, like, I'm obviously always there because we're, we're friends, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a, there's a, a ramen spot down the street, just down the street from mm-hmm. us. We could probably throw a rock to it from our office. And I've never met these guys before in my life, but um, I, I, every time I, I probably go in there once a week, we're on a first name basis now. And I'm like, I tell every single person I go to anytime it's cold, I'm like, go in there and get a bowl of soup. It'll make you feel so much better. You won't know that it's cold anymore. And they're like, we, we've, we've literally told people that if you need a roof, just randomly customers, like they're somehow like, somehow they strike up conversations about roofs with customers at a restaurant eating soup, mm. but they've referred us out already. And we've made one post about these guys, maybe two huh. posts about these guys. Awesome. Um, but it's, you know, a bunch of guys slinging soup somehow are finding ways to talk about roofs. I think just because they, they're, they got inspired by the whole idea, perhaps. I love it. Well, when you see somebody rooting for you, it's hard not to root for them, right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, just creates a, creates a community, man, creates a network. Yeah. Have you seen organic content on social media affect referrals from previous customers or affect word of mouth in general? Oh, for sure. I mean, we, I, I mean, like first, the first, one of the first things we do when we talk to anybody is we, we tell them whether they call into our office, if it's someone that we just, we talk to passing on the street, we're like, go check out our Facebook, kind of get to know us a little bit. You know, if you guys are ever looking for a roof, feel free to call us, but go on, go on Facebook and, you know, use that as your introduction to get to know who we are, um, yeah. which has absolutely helped, which has absolutely helped the word of mouth. We encourage customers to like our Facebook posts so we can so we can shout them out. We can talk to our customers directly through our Facebook channel and make them feel special. Mm. Uh, we just had a lady yeah. recently who made this check for us, said that the, the service that we gave her was priceless. So she made this fake check and wrote priceless on it and gave it to us as a gift. So we shouted her back out, made a video about it. She will be, she, she'll be one of our top 
lead gen sources over the next two years. I'm sure of it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Like having raving fans, right? Like right. you don't need everybody. You need a thousand raving fans or whatever. And just they're hard, hard to get, but you get one good one. It's like so big. So um, yeah. how, how do you, you know, so it sounds like it has affected your referral. You know, you, you guys feed it. It's a machine, you know, Facebook, you, know, you feed the machine and the machine feeds you. Right. You know, it sounds like, like existing customers are on there and see your stuff. It's top of my, uh, maybe this is Joseph Hughesism, but uh, yeah. top of mind is tip of tongue tip or whatever, tongue, yeah. or whoever yeah. said that. That's um, a Hughesism. Yeah, that's a Hughesism. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You got to have the Hughesisms. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's basically like being top of mind is hard. Like, right. And top of mind to be a referral. So if anything, I want to just encourage people to use social media as a, as a referral generator and a word of mouth to, as a reminder. So people remember later that day when somebody asks if they, if there's some problem with somebody's fascia or whatever, you know, like, oh, DreamWorks, just saw their thing this morning, small business Saturday, you know, like those conversations come up. There's a thousand of those conversations in your city every single week that somebody's talking to somebody else. And if, if they remember you because of social media, they're mm -hmm. much more likely to refer you. Yeah. And I, and I think it's a, it's a good way to, to even get in front of that ideal customer that you're trying to get, that you're, you're trying to get in front of, right. Mm -hmm. uh, they may not, maybe they won't see your ad on Facebook, but they certainly follow like the, 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 Let's let me try to think of a of a of the one business around us. That's got like a, like a small toy store, like a boutique to toy store. Yeah. Who yeah. shops at boutique st toy stores? And it's, it's someone who's going to have a little bit of money. Someone that likes to buy value. Someone that yeah. that likes and appreciates a small business. Yeah. Right. You can go on Amazon and buy a wooden giraffe for ten dollars, or you can go there and buy it for forty. If they're going there, and now you're shouting out there, one of their favorite small businesses. Yeah. It's your. It's, I, I feel like it's maybe not maybe not a hack because I can't quantify if it works or not yet, but. I feel like it's almost a, a hack to get in front of that ideal customer that you're looking to get to. Oh, I think, I think content that would appeal to your ideal customer is certifiably not a hack. Yeah. Okay. You know, like, I, like yeah. we, I, we did the exact same thing. We had a, like a high end sustainable modern home builder around us and we were doing, you know, like content, 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 and you run out of stuff a little bit sometimes. And it's like, all right, we're going to do like the art, the artists in Minnesota, you know, like, right collectors right people are like right. we're gonna do the the higher end hairstylist we're gonna do a list of those people we're gonna do the best restaurants in minnetonka that's like the one of the higher end suburbs it's yeah. like all right these are just the, it's not about us but it's about it's the stuff that they like and want yes you know we're gonna be the curators and it's just another way to get people to get that very sought after attention of those people that like that stuff Absolutely so right. Definitely a powerful move, I think. Yeah. Um, maybe a hack. I don't know. I don't know whether or not, you know, it works though. It does work. Um, but how <laughs> do you think about your Facebook ad spend? So talk to me about Facebook ads and how do you think about it? I know you were kind of saying you don't necessarily always get direct leads, but you do it just to get more brand awareness or something. Yeah. So I use it as, as, as just like a, like an outreach, right? Like a way to, um, like I said earlier, like I feel like Facebook is kind of like a window into your business and uh, the ad spend makes that window bigger, right? Obviously, if we were just to 
if we were just to push this piece of content out as to our followers, 1,000 people would see it. But that, like, just to, like to take from from Joe Hughes, like that five mile famous thing. If I can see, let every single person within five miles see within this, you know, with my ad spend making this giant window, so everybody can see yeah. the wholesome uh, nature behind us and take try and take that dirty stigma away from our roofing company and you know make ourselves a, a like a kingpin of small business in our community. I mean, we're this five mile area will take care of us for the rest of our lives. Um, but that's kind of the way that I'm yeah. like viewing ad spend. It's, you know, that, that window comparison, you know, the, the, the ad spend that's, is putting up that window for us. That's, that's beautiful. I think that's very smart. I think if you're doing Facebook ads that way and you get better at targeting the right people, but still and sure. remarketing. Yeah. It's, I think it really is worth it. I think it's, it's tough when people want it to spit out leads every you know, they want to spit out leads all the time. And sometimes those leads, the quality isn't as high. If you're really going so lead gen with it. Sure. In my experience, but I, yeah. I know there are people out there that are really good at it, but I, I haven't necessarily found them yet. And I'm, I'm not the best I'm at, and I'm not the best at Facebook guys. Trust me. I mean, yeah. I've learned, I'm, I, I'm not very, you know, I'm, I'm not the best at it by any means. So that's why I'm like, what am I good at? I'm good at at being personable with people and telling, yes. a, telling a decent story. So let me yeah. try and double down what I'm good at. It's yeah, super if I was to a ramen shop and eat a delicious bowl of soup and then talk about it. So yeah. <laughs> let, let exactly me exactly like, and I'm them. good at those longer term relationship things too. Yeah. And I, I'm not good at the like hard sell. Come on, like, come on in, let's go, let's go. Yeah. So yeah, that's the same way I think about Facebook is like, I'm like a, the soft long-term guy. Um, I'm a closer too, but you know, you know well, I'm certainly, saying. I mean, when it comes time to seal yeah. the deal, you, you gotta, yeah. you gotta flip the switch and, and get into it. Yeah. But you know, like you, 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 you gotta make a lot of friends first. That's kind of the way I see it. Exactly. Are you sick of what passes for leads these days? What's wrong with leads? Not much, unless you want to be the lowest bidder on every job. I wear a lot of hats, but search engine marketing and website, I've passed off to a Google specialized team. Okay, so how do you take a lead from digital? Let's say, like, this is a big gulp. This is a, this is a, hey, can you do this? Can you take a lead from digital? marketing and turn it into more deals if you had to if you had to get more deals from each lead that came in through um, digital marketing how would you do that how is how do you think about that so first off i'm 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 introducing everybody to us before we ever have a chance to talk about money um that way i can start to give those warm and fuzzies before we even get started um and before we, you know, give a price for a, like a jaw droppingly expensive roof or someone wants to do a full exterior remodel and they're looking at $60,000. Well, I'm going to make you laugh a few times before that. I'm going to kind of break the ice that way. Um, and then secondly, we're going to start to, to, we're going to start to talk about referrals before the job is even over. You know, we're going to set the expectation that like, Hey, look, we're going to take such a good care of you. You're going to want to, you're going to want your friends to experience this. You're going to, you're going to want your friends to be like, you guys, I just gave $60,000 to this company, but I, I'm so glad that I did. Um, and we try to set that expectation kind of upfront that like, you know, we, we want you to become a raving fan of our company to kind of take from, you know, the, the roofing machine here. Like we want 
we tell people like we want you to be a raving fan of our company. We, you know, it's I think it's just about setting the expectation up front as well and, and letting them know like you're not you're not afraid to say, look, I'm gonna go above and beyond for you if we do a great job, you know. Who else do you know that could benefit from our service? I love that. Yeah. You know, it's you know, it's funny. I want to double back for a second. You you talked about the the stigma of roofing companies. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take five minutes and let's talk through this and let's end on it if you don't okay. mind. Sure. It's funny because before I got into this industry, I actually hadn't heard a lot. I hadn't heard all that, you know, like, and I, and now I hear it from roofers occasionally, like every 10th conversation with a roofer that comes up. Yeah. And I, I think I get it. There's a lot of, there is a lot of shitty roofers out there. And technically, like I saw a stat that said, I, I don't know where it was. It might've been in a different country, but it said 30% of all um construction is rework rework yeah i I think though that that is a real thing even in other you know like it might that might have been in a different country but i I, that's not surprising to me sure you know and you've seen a lot of poor workmanship so there's certainly a stigma that comes from that and then also roofers like to rip on each other sometimes so there's but like why i hadn't heard that and why do roofers all have that is that just because they see a lot of shit work why do roofers always talk that way I think it's just because we see the worst of the worst, right? The, the, you're, you're working on the thing that nobody's realistically ever going to double check, right? Yeah. Most, places, most places in the United States, there's no, there's no inspector unless you're in Florida yeah. or, um, you know, a few other, um, a few other places that are actually licensed, but yeah. PA, like we, we were just making a video the other day and we we're like, PA, like you hand me a check, like we're done. Like nobody ever yeah. will go up there. I could have installed paper plates on your roof for all you know. And yeah you paid me for shingles. So I think we see some of the worst of the worst and that at worst of the worst has the biggest impact because it's so expensive to fix that. I are think those paper, are those paper plates at least wax coated? They're, they're at least, they at least have the wax coating on the back. Okay. So that's, that's all. The, that's, it's, yeah. This isn't like, the dollar, this isn't dollar store brand. This is like the China. This is the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as you put China. That should store. last for a couple of years at least. Yeah. Oh, at least a couple of years. Yeah. Last longer than Tamco's. Yeah. So if you've got, uh, if you think like, let's say, let's imagine a world where in the next 10 years, the reputation of roofing companies, it, um, cleans up. Mm-hmm. Why do you think, let's say that happens. Why do you think that happened? If let's say I told you, I, I saw into the future and I saw that roofing companies reputation have cleaned up. What do you think happened? If I, I if I could predict that. I think it's because more what's what's the what's what's the book uh the tradesman book i don't know why it's escaping me right now it's literally sitting on my on my on my bookshelf over here but um there's less tradesmen running the business and more businessmen running the business and people that are looking at the mm. business more than a job um, you're gonna have to tell me which book that is after i'll drop it in the the yeah, uh, description because uh, I, I think god it's gonna bother me so much it's uh the, go, the, look at, go look at the it i'll E-Myth. entertain the i'll let it what's that the e-myth even, oh, it's so good. Yes. It's basically yes. like, yeah, the premise is you think you just have to be a craftsman. The craftsman. But definitely. yes, the craftsman. If you are a craftsman only and you can't zoom out and work on the business, not in the business, mm-hmm. the business will deteriorate and you'll continually shed people because you haven't made processes. And processes are the key to not having to having a business, not a job. 
Yes. And once you create processes and even have other people help own those processes on your team. Yeah, no, that's a huge, I love the myth. I'm sure most people have, have read it that are listening to this, but. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I really think that the, the people that are going to be moving into this industry and and changing the face of the roofing industry are going to be the people that have read the e-myth and, and realize that they're not coming from a roofing background, perhaps. Maybe they're coming from a restaurant background and they understand how to make a customer feel really, really special to the point where they're willing to pay, they're willing to pay $60 for something that literally costs $5.95 to make, you know? Mm. Um, so I do. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Just as a tandem to that, I like ending on this. Mm-hmm. zooming out 10 years or whatever what do you think about the like consolidation of the roofing industry as like i do see i do foresee a good amount of consolidation in the next 10 years and how do you think because i like working with small businesses mm-hmm. so how do you think like uh uh that's gonna all go because i like i just want to keep on working with small businesses I, i'm cool with if, if a small business is 30 million bucks but i'm just saying like you know what i mean like yeah. How do you think that's going to play out in the roofing industry with all these people combining and doing different stuff? So you're, you're talking about like, 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 are we going to have a Walmart of roofing? You think like, yeah, roll up, like roll-ups and like things like where there's like, I think that there's going to be 10 of them, 20 of them, 30 of them. But I'm just yeah. saying like, is there room for a small, a small business in this? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think any uh, business that only that requires so little capital to start up and with so much immediate gain available to you and so, so much immediate profit, you're always going to have a ton of small guys like the minnows that are chomping up and, <laughs> you know, taking what the big guys, what the big guys drop. Um, so I don't think that'll ever necessarily go away. Um, I mean, definitely there's the uh, conglomeration of roofing is happening though. I think there's going to, there's going to be two or three Walmarts that start to take over this, take over this space. Uh, I mean, you're already starting to see it now. Um, I wonder, yeah, I, I always try to learn from everybody, you know, like in those situations too. Mm-hmm. And um, just learn, learn, like for instance, like getting purchased, you know, what, what leads to getting purchased? I'm not trying to get purchased, but I also like, I think about it. You know, they talk about EBITDA and like making sure, like basically it's like uh, salaries, like payroll to profit kind of ratio. Yeah. You know, like I think it's good for us as small businesses to think about these things, sure. even if we're not tr- like basically what, what gets a good purchase price I feel like that it's good to look at those things, even so, if you don't want to get purchased, because it, I want to make, I want to make that company and then keep it personally. Sure. It's, it's funny that you say, cause we, we actually went through the process of trying to get purchased mm-hmm. um, two years ago, right? Right. Whenever COVID happened, right after COVID happened, mm-hmm. uh, a company approached us and tried to buy us. And it was a quick, it was a, it was like going to college for business yeah. finance, right. And learning um, all these things that I never knew and these things that carry a ton of weight. Once you start to get into that, into that bigger ballpark um, mm-hmm. with all these big players, like you need to know these numbers, um, what your you're like, what your I, I didn't even know what my EBITDA was. I feel ashamed to say that, but I didn't even know because I, that number never mattered to us. Yeah. Um, what is it? Earnings before taxes, earnings before interest, taxes depreciation and amortization is the A. amortization. Yes. And like, um, it's basically like, 
I, I, if you try to summarize it, somebody will like roast me in the comments or something. I'm not, like that, I'm not but, smart enough to describe it. So I'm not yeah. going to try. So nobody roasts But I me. think learning about these things as much, as much as possible, like, so yeah. that you, it doesn't, you don't have to want to get sold to no, like study up of like, what's a desirable business to own. Yeah. Cause it's all the same principles that will make your life easier too. Sure. It's, you know, like, so I think that there it's, it's a good look into what what makes a, a good company to sell like what makes a, your value go up and then do those things even if you're not trying to get sold that's my mindset yeah. anyways absolutely absolutely yeah it's all that EBITDA man that's what it came down to when we were when we were working yeah. through it. all it's all that all that EBITDA number and there and was that's a trend too so even if you did in five years or 10 years want to be sold mm-hmm. to one of these conglomerates who knows sure. you know, um that there has to be the the trending lines on those key things the funny thing is is i'm not trying to promote this idea i actually don't want i'm not trying to get people purchased out here like i want people to have a business like i want to have my business so that i can be on the board when i'm retired dude that's what i'm trying to do so i'm not i'm not who knows my mindset might change but i don't like putting people in this mindset like you got to sell you can make a profitable business yeah that you don't have to work as much without selling like i don't believe i don't believe everyone needs to sell to ha- like have a big huge check mark at the end of sure. it and also you and i are young as shit dude we don't need to sell right now <laughs> right i have i have i have plenty of years left in me um you know like i said i want to be or, or like you said i want to be on the board of of my company someday um just sitting back and helping to make decisions and yeah uh, you know it's and i guess it all it's just a matter of what you what you determine whenever you start Right. If you want to work this for the rest of your life and hand it to your kids, that's awesome. If you want to sell, I see just I see nothing wrong with selling, but it's you know just a matter of what what you want to do and what your ultimate what your ultimate goal is. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thought the the selling thing, but I just sure. I don't know that it, like people I don't like when people act like everybody wants to sell. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like not everybody wants to sell. Some I maybe this is crazy to say on a podcast, but like I say I'd rather uh, rule in hell than serve in heaven. Right. That's good. I like that. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if it's a good mindset. All I know is it's true about me. Yeah. Like, I just know I'm the kind of person that wants to have more control. So even if you gave me like an insane salary and put me in a corporation, I would literally shrivel up. Right. And that's, and that's why we, that's why we ultimately turned down what, uh, you know, what was offered to us, you know, uh, because we could have taken little DreamWorks and made it into uh, probably, I mean, these had their sights set on a hundred million dollars. Um, yeah. And, but we were like, we, you know what, we don't want to take the creative element out of it. We don't want to take, we don't want to take the fun, right. The, yeah. the, the funds in the journey, not the destination. Right. Um, yeah. We're like, well, what, how, how fun is this? If we just get to our destination quick, you know, and we, 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 we just miss out on all the, on all the great stuff that comes with building a business. So that's why I'm, mm. that's why we that's that was a that was a good reason why we turned it down. And then we don't have to be stuck into some corporate culture. We can we can hang fun art on our walls and have tattoos and we can do whatever we want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, this is my activity. Like I, I think about when I retire and I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like I don't I don't even like my Sundays that much. I yeah, I this is messed up to say. Maybe I will once I have kids and stuff like that, but like I 
I want to get back to work. Yeah, I know, man. It's, Maybe I'm admitting too much here. I'm admitting too much. I really like a, work, but whatever. It's a blessing and a curse for sure. My wife can always tell the look on my eyes when she sees me staring into space and she's like, oh God, I know what's going through your, what's between yeah. your ears right now. <laughs> exactly. It's, uh, it's a little bit much sometimes for my wife as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my man. Well, thank you so much for being on. Of course, and- man. Uh, this has been how to get more referrals with social media. A alternative title, the friendliest roofer gets the referral because Charlie is the, the friendliest roofer and we are be the friendliest roofer in your area. There's, uh, th- there's opportunity. There's opportunity to be that guy in most, most regions. So more, more people are watching you than what you think. Yeah, exactly. So uh, where can people just check out your guys' stuff online? You can find us on Facebook, obviously, like we were talking about, uh, facebook.com slash, uh, slash DreamWorks Exteriors. Um, find us on our website, YouTube, DreamWorksRoof.com or our YouTube, Facebook, DreamWorks Roofing or uh, YouTube, DreamWorks Roofing. And uh, you'll, I'm sure you'll come across us somewhere. Awesome. Thank you so much. And um, the podcast is put on by HookAgency.com, Hook Agency all over social. And uh, thank you for watching or listening. All right, bye.